When the wind drifts down the hollow and the sun creeps through the oaks, quiet turns to chatter. I'm the guest, not the host. A crow calls in the morning, my decoy set in place. Number fives are waiting, my heart begins to race. Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, say it with me, Patrick Scott Armstrong. If you haven't learned it by now, learn it. Okay, this is... An awesome episode today, guys. Okay, my guest is Gary Morris. You might have heard the name. You've definitely heard one of his songs before. Wind Beneath My Wings. Remember that song? You are the wind beneath my wings. Something like that. You gotta say wings. Um, That song, Bette Midler made it very famous, um, obviously, uh, you know, later on. But originally, Gary Morris sang that song. And we had him on the podcast. Um... And he does sing a, a couple tunes, uh, does not sing that song, sing some of his new stuff, which is phenomenal. It's really good. But um, what makes this um, interview special, in my opinion, uh, well, it's just a great episode, honestly. He tells some great stories about, you know, getting in the industry. And, you know, Gary was massive in the 80s, okay? Number one singles, five or six of them. I mean, you know, played for Jimmy Carter. You know, uh, that's how he got um, uh, noticed and signed. Uh, playing at the White House. Um, so he tells that whole story of how that happened. And that's such a, you know, his trajectory to fame is, is quite, uh, quite a story, to be honest with you. Um, and his whole story in Texas and everything. So it's re- really cool, re- really great guy. And, um, you know, some really cool stories. And also, sort of an exclusive, I don't know how, you know, into you are, but if you listen to this podcast, you know, I love talking about aliens and UFOs and all that sort of stuff. So Gary told us a never before heard story. He's never said this publicly, but he told us about his UFO sighting that he had. And that's in this podcast. So I was pretty excited to hear about it, to be honest. Yeah, he said he's never talked about it, really. And he's definitely never said it publicly. And honestly, he was like, I don't really want to talk about it. And then what did I do? I kept asking him about it. I wouldn't let it go. So, uh, you know, uh, obviously, if he would have pushed back, I would have, you know, gone too much further. But um, he did open up about it. And it is quite fascinating. So this is just a cool episode. You never know what to expect. Uh, you know, when you're doing a podcast, uh, so this has everything in it. It's a really cool episode of Gary, such an awesome guy. I can't wait to have him back on. Um, so yeah, Gary Morris. Amazing. Um, all right, before we get to the interview, quick word from our sponsor, Texas real food, and we'll be right back. Hi, I wanted to talk to you about other things that are on the Texas Real Food site that are just as amazing as putting in your zip code, finding the best place around you that's serving, you know, all natural, fresh, organic ingredients, all right? There's resources on there. 
reviews, blogs, articles, and most importantly, Texas Real Food Recipes. So you can find things on there that really aren't on any other site. I promise you that. And stuff that's pretty standard, but we give it a twist, right? That's the chef way. Something familiar with a twist. So we've got, for instance, cinnamon spiced hot cross buns. You can also find a great Texas strawberry cheesecake recipe. Just amazing stuff. So please check it out at texasrealfood.com. All right, back to the show. Okay, welcome back. Again, don't forget, check out texasrealfood.com, the best website to find the best Texas food. Ooh, I, I just made that up. Y'all can use that. Okay, um, what's next? Yeah, the interview. Hello, you're here for a podcast. Let's get to that. But before we do that, social media, I have to bring it up. Please check us out online, Lone Star Plate TX. We're growing. A uh, lot of engagement on Instagram, especially, and uh, Facebook, but Instagram the most. And of course, we're all also on uh, YouTube. It's a big thing for us. So if you're on YouTube right now, hit the subscribe button. That would be awesome. Hit the notification bell. That you can be notified of all the new content we put out every week. Two new episodes, break down the clips. There's new stuff coming out every single day. So, um, and uh, if you're not, if you're already subscribed, then thank you. Thank you for the support. Um, yeah, let's get to it, guys. You know what? I want to do a quick shout out to everyone behind the scenes that makes this podcast happen. We're coming up on 150 episodes and we were going to have a special, uh, you know, episode with some of the people behind the scenes. Y'all have only heard from me, but we're going to do a little special episode where we have people from the team on and we get to talk about, you know, the behind the scenes of making the podcast and like you know, all the stories that go into it. Cause let me tell you, there's a lot of stuff that happens to make this, you know, come, come to fruition for y'all. Um, so just some really cool stuff. It'd be really exciting for y'all to hear from and see uh, some of the other people that work on this podcast and make all this possible. I tr promise you, it's not, I don't do all this. Do you think I'm that talented? Please. I can barely talk into this mic, right? So yes. And there's a, just so many phenomenal people. I won't name them all. We'll let them come on. They'll name themselves. But yes, some amazing people. So anyway, all right, let's get to the episode. Gary Morris, and again, he plays uh, some music. So another live performance on the Lone Star Plate uh, from Gary Morris. Um, yeah, enjoy. There we go. Hello, sir. <laughs> hey, this is the first for me, man. What what is the iPhone uh, Zoom? What, the Zoom with video. I've been on Zoom call, but never where they're recording the video too. Yeah, so, we always we always do. We got a big you know YouTube channel, and we the videos, and it helps with social media. You know, yeah, technology. Cool. cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate. It looks great. I mean, for your first time, look the setup's good. Everything. I mean, quality's good. Well, yeah, I brought. I got my guitar. I got. Oh uh, man, know, we're on an iPhone. Let's go. <laughs> hey, when I first got the call, they said, uh, uh, this is uh, the Lone Star Plate. I thought, okay, are we going to be talking about chicken fried steak and, <laughs> or Mexican food or what is it? And, and then uh, I saw who you'd interviewed and um, pretty impressive, Patrick. Thank you. Yes. Um, adding to the list, Gary. Are you kidding me? Uh, well, like an honor is all mine. Uh, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Glad to be here. Oh man, this is exciting. And thank you so much for, for rescheduling. Um, I really do appreciate it. Um, 
Yeah, thank you. I, I do appreciate yeah, well, you're welcome. You know, and and we already had to reschedule once. I found out something because I live 31 miles from a town. Now I'm in Nashville right now, or south of Nashville, but my place in Colorado, I'm on Usenet. Okay. And and then I've got Netgear for a boost. So about four days before we were scheduled, I'm going. So I'm not getting any anything coming in. So I called HughesNet and they said, your HughesNet signal is working. And then I called Netgear and they said, your Netgear is working. But they said, what's <laughs> happened is for some reason, your Netgear is not reading your HughesNet. So I had to go buy a whole new rig and get it all oh done. Oh my I'm, God. I'm not, the, I'm not the techie guy, okay, but... <laughs> We got it done, and but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm I'm not a tech guy either, so don't worry yeah. about it. Girl. This don't let all this stuff fool you. This is you know took took a long time and a lot of mistakes and a lot of help. Uh, that's for sure. Are you in Dallas? Yeah, I'm in Dallas uh, uh, right now. Yep, I, I just moved from Austin um, about two months ago. We moved the studio, everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, love Dallas. I'm from here originally, but Dallas, I mean, I was in Austin for almost 10 years. Um, you know, yep. that's a gr great city to play, play in, right? I'm sure you've played Austin, probably Dallas too, right? A million times. Oh, well, I'm from Fort Worth. Yeah, basically. you're from Fort Worth, right? Uh, I used to have a couple hundred acres out on uh, Lake Travis. Uh, oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. So I bought it cheap and sold it for a lot and built, went to Colorado and built the lodge and bought some property and had money left over. But yeah, it was all, all basically Austin, Austin, uh, the CFO of Dell bought my property out there. And oh, wow. 20,000 square feet under a roof for a house. And, you know, so anyway, yeah, oh, I'm, awesome. I'm, uh, I'm a member of Barton Creek. Okay. Yeah. 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 So look at you. Look at you. You got the text cred already. Well, I mean, you're from Texas. Like you get it yeah. anyway. I actually was reading. Yeah. You said Fort Worth. I actually was reading. You were um, around the North Richland Hills area too, right? Yeah. Born and raised actually, you know, in Fort Worth, but moved to North Richland Hills in like the second grade and went through uh, high school there. Uh, North Richland first graduating class of North Richland junior high, and then up to Richland high school and uh, graduated there in uh, 67 oh wow yeah i, I, I before I, you were I mean, born before i was born i was born in 79 yep that's yeah. before i was born i was born in 79 but i did uh i grew up in that area too actually i was um i, I was in the grapevine uh district really yeah, yeah yeah so i remember playing north richland hills like in high school we played them in yeah. sports um yeah. They actually had a, you know, funny enough, Gary, they actually had a hockey team when I was in high school and I used to play hockey against North Richland Hills. And they were like one of the toughest teams to play because they basically took their football team and put them on skates and, <laughs> and they couldn't, they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't skate for anything, but, but they, they, could were, hit you. they could hit the living crap out of you. <laughs> you know, it was, I remember one game, so I tell the story all the time, this one kid, literally reaching his hands in my helmet when we were on the ground one time and I was trying to poke my eyes out. I remember thinking this guy, these guys are crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> great school, oh, well. great people, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So you go to North Richland Hills, you're, how, how do you even, you know, I, I read that you weren't really into music. 
You know, no, no, I wasn't. Uh, and mainly because the only thing we they played in the house was country music. Uh, it was Hank. Everybody named Hank. You know, my, <laughs> my dad, my dad grew up listening to the Grand Ole Opry, and then in in his truck was uh, WBAP and. I was a yeah. four sport. I was the first four sport letterman there at the high school and then went off to school to play ball. And, um, you know, it was, it was actually, no, so I, I probably know every country song ever written or a, a big majority <laughs> of them, but it, it was when the Beatles came along that I, you know, there was a whole change in music and it wasn't just, you know, um, you know, I'm so lonesome, I could cry. It wasn't the big band era that you wouldn't be familiar with, but, you know, the, it wasn't the Lennon sisters and Lawrence Welk anymore. It was the Beatles and Elvis. And and suddenly I'm going, well, I like this. And I started writing songs when I was in first or second grade. I had a little guitar. Oh, wow. And, but but it, it wasn't it wasn't really for you know, I just wrote them for me. And yeah. uh, in the third grade, I have a twin sister. And in the third grade, um, there was a talent show at the elementary school. And my twin sister got all the music lessons. She played piano. And uh, I sat on a bale of hay, hay and sang, this old house once knew my children. This old house once knew. We won the... We won the damn talent show, which is not what you're supposed to do in the third grade. Fourth, fifth, and sixth graders are pissed off right off the bat. You know, so I learned about that pretty early. That's so funny. So you thought, okay, I'm winning things singing. You're like, this, maybe there's something here, right? Like, it, it, it's bizarre, Patrick, because, um, you know, I, I played sports year round. And I went to a Southern Baptist church. And um, so most of my music was in the Southern Baptist church. The first record I ever did was actually the choir did a record in uh, Richmond Hills Baptist church. And I sang, uh, I may never pass this way again. I think that's one, or he's got the whole world in his hands. One of those yeah. with the choir did the solo. Oh, wow. And that was the beginning of my recording career. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it that's was, uh, yeah. it was, it was church music. That's where, that's where I really learned to sing. And then, then I went off to West Texas and, and, um, discovered everything I wasn't finding at, uh, at home and <clears throat> started playing music. And it was, it was, um, my career. And I don't know how much you want to go into it, but it's, it's been a series of, wow, how did that happen? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it really wasn't like I bought a guitar and I'm going to be a music guy. It wasn't that. Sure. It was never that. It was, wow. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. So. No, I love talking about the journeys. That's honestly my favorite part of talking to an artist of, of how they got to that point, you know, because life can take you so many ways, you know, and yeah. making that choice, you know, that you thought I I'm going to do this, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to do this and, and, you know, make yeah. That happen. yeah, let's take, well, yeah, I was, I was out in, uh, I, w I went, I played 
football and basketball and baseball at junior college out in Cisco. It was, and at the end of my sophomore year, uh, one of my buddies from growing up said, Hey, you want to go to Colorado for the summer? And I was going back to Texas tech and love, love it to play ball. Yeah. And I said, I went, yeah, yeah, sure. Colorado. Had you ever been to Colorado before? We, we vacationed there every year from the time I was like five or six. Oh, okay. So I I knew I didn't expect to stay at the end of the summer, but so there were three of us and we got this job at a place called Taylor supper club singing. We auditioned for us. Look, Look, my hair was shorter than yours in 1969 when everybody that was my age had long hair and beards. And (laughs) here there were three of us from Texas that go in this nightclub and we lit it up. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, the guy guy who owned it says, I'll give you each $100 a week. I want you to do two 20-minute sets. It was a nightclub. No dancing pay a cover charge, eat a meal, drinks, and a stage and continuous entertainment. So first week, every week for 10 weeks, he gave us each another $100. So at the end of 10 weeks, I was making $1,000 a week and having to do two 20-minute sets. And at the end of that summer, I was supposed to go back to Lubbock. And I'm going, Colorado. (laughs) thousand dollars a week i already had a ruptured disc 14 bones in my feet broken and i said i think i'm gonna stay and uh so that took me off on a musical journey i mean that's it right that's really the crux right it's that summer that's that oh yeah well you, you you know patrick so many times people say hey you know what would you do different? And I go, yeah. well, nothing, because actually I like where I am right now. And, you know, it's a, it's a series of everything you've done right or wrong that sure. ends up taking you. I went back to Texas after about five years and I was out in the Arlington area. There's a holiday Inn on, uh, was it 183 there in Ulysses? Yep. I played a sit down gig there. And it was the year that uh, it was 76 when Carter was running for president. And there was this this uh, article in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And I read it and, and it was really Lloyd Benson, a Democrat, who was trying to keep Carter off the ballot. That's what I got from the article. And I ended up calling the head of uh, the Democratic Party in, in Tarrant County and um I'd never done anything in politics and I had no interest in it, but I went, what, what the hell's the deal? How, how can you keep this guy from it, us at least looking at him, see if we want him, you know, to be a president. I didn't, I couldn't have told you who was running for anything, but anyway, so I went out with a couple of my guys that played music and we did petitioning work one day and I just kind of wrote it off. And two or three weeks later, I got a call and it was a guy named Jody Powell who ended up being President Carter's press secretary. And he said, hey, uh, uh, Gary, I heard that you did some work for the governor. And I said, well, I just kind of went out and <laughs> got some names on a petition. Uh, yeah. with the, and he said, well, we'd like to hear you sing. So if we come to Fort Worth, Dallas, maybe you can open for him. 
warm the crowd up. I said, well, come on. And they came down and we said, oh, I played some songs. And I swear, Patrick, he said, uh, can you get to Asheville, North Carolina? This was like on a Monday. Can you get to Asheville? I said, well, when? He said, well, Friday. It's the first big event that the governor, Governor Carter, is going to going to do and it's in Asheville, North Carolina. And this was a Monday and he, and he said, we got $500. And I went, <laughs> I went, sure, why not? Why not go to Asheville? I've never been there. So yeah. we loaded up my Chevy van and we drove to Asheville and it was at the university. And uh, I was going, boy, you know, this is, uh, we need to do something special with it. I had a little trio and there's an old Mickey Newberry piece called American Trilogy. Elvis did it. You know, it's got the uh, Battle Hammer of the Republic and Dixie and all my trials. And I said, well, well, let's do this. Let me write this recitation and put it in there. And we'll, we'll try to fire them up right when we bring the governor on. And so anyway, I'm out there singing and they're telling us to stretch. Finally, they say, he's here, he's here. So I start doing this and I do this recitation that I wrote and it's the whole piece starts with slow Dixie. I wish I was in the land of cotton. Now, what I didn't know was I was out there on stage and the Carter people were freaking out because it was a black and white crowd it was slow Dixie in Asheville, North Carolina. And I, you know, I'm going, what the hell? I, it, it, I don't see any significance. Well, anyway, so I do this recitation that said, ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the United States, Jimmy Carter, and the place really erupted. People stood up and they were cheering and he walked over to the other microphone and uh, I'm still got to sing glory, glory, hallelujah again. And he's trying to sing with us. And I, I walk off stage. They say, can you do the next 14 days? And wow. I ended up doing, I ended up doing like a hundred dates. Oh my gosh. Madison square garden, the whistle stop tour, uh, starting in Chicago with mayor Daly election night at the Omni in Atlanta. I'm not oh a guy my. with a record deal. I'm a guy with a guitar. Wow. That is crazy. So, yeah. So, so how does, how does it all work? Well, you know, I just figured you, I, if a door opened, you stick your foot in and look, see if you want to hang out. <laughs> I and like if that. you do, you go on in. If not, you know, you can always let the door shut. Yeah. But that's really what got, got me, got me, um, started yeah yeah and I wow invited back to the white house i played forever president now except the last one trump. Up, up to up till trump i didn't i had an invitation to play uh at one of the first inaugural things and um, i elected not to and um but i played for everyone starting uh, ford and carter and reagan wow Clinton, both of the bushes unbelievable Obama's, yeah so that's amazing wow holy cow that's amazing you have to be really old to do all that you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean what a straight that is just so that is so cool what was carter like did you i don't know did you ever get a chance yeah to have uh, a yeah well yeah he 
I mean, he's very smart. You know, he, he worked on a nuclear submarine. I mean, he, you know, he's a very smart Oh, I didn't guy. know that. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, was very sharp. Uh, he was, uh, he was always warm and I mean, he delivered a good message and I think he was taken advantage of, I, I can tell you, uh, he had a tremendous effect around the world that most Americans don't really appreciate. I was, I, I was in Moscow. I was doing a concert, um, it was in 1990. And I was meeting the next morning with the head of their, what they call BMI, it's called VOP over there. Okay. And he came in late and he said, it's the beginning of the end. I said, what do you mean? He said, woman from Estonia just told Gorbachev that Estonia is leaving the USSR. They'll all leave now. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in Moscow. <clears throat> and wow. I went, the, I, he said, you know, young man, you know, um, you know, which president is responsible for this? You know, it was 1990. I'm thinking he was going to say Reagan. And he goes, Jimmy Carter. And I said, well, you'll have to explain that. He said, Jimmy Carter represented human rights. That was not in our people's consciousness. And when they realized they had human rights, it was inevitable that the USSR would disband. So that, you know. Wow, what a story. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a few. I'm sure. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, that's yeah. so cool. You know, what I remember most about Carter, I have no problem. You know, honestly, I'm not really a political person, to be frank. Yeah. With you. Uh, yeah. What I remember most about Carter, honestly, kind of recently is because, um, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but UFOs, he had done something with UFOs or had seen one or something. So I saw some, I saw him in a documentary about that, to be frank. With yeah, you. Like, that's what I remember yeah. most about him. You know, I've seen and one, too. You saw UFO? Yeah, in Eagle, Colorado, but I don't talk about it. You're the first guy I ever said anything to about it. But yeah, I was with three guys that was in a hunting party. We had something come above us for a period of time out in the bush and then go away. But, you know, I, I'd just be a redneck country singer saying that. So, I mean, are you kidding me, Gary? Have you no. seen what they just released right now? Like literally two days ago, the Navy. This is the Navy. More videos. They released this. Almost what you just described, these things, these these things come hovering over a battleship over San Diego coast. And it's like, a, what, what's that uh, night vision? Is that what it's called? The green? Yeah, footage? yeah. Night vision. Yeah. It's like a night vision. And you see these three glowing, you know, globes over the battleship and they didn't know what to do. They filmed it, you know, and this obviously happened a lot, but they're about to release all this information in June to Congress. Like they have to give this report about, they're not calling them UFOs though. They're calling them UAVs. <laughs> you know? So yeah. they're giving them a different name, but it's all the same, right? Like uh, yeah, I, I find a, it fascinating to be frank uh, with you. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, I watch ancient aliens on uh, every now and then I'll, I'll turn That's it a good on show. TV. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I've got, I've got, no problem with the idea that there's somebody else out there uh man they might not take our shape or form but 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 that was in eagle colorado um that's crazy and that was about 
80. So how long did yeah. that last exactly? You think? It lasted maybe four or five minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like boom, bam. And, and, and it was almost like it was spotlighting the ground where it was and then it was gone. That's yeah. Cr- so you guys were all looking at each other like, what yeah. is going on, right? Like, what? Yep. yep. Oh, man. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I wish I had one. I, I constantly want to see one. I really do. Yeah. I, I want to have that experience, to be, to be honest. Did you feel, did you feel scared? I'm always curious no. about that. No, no. I didn't. Uh, no, no. Uh, you know, I, I, at the time, it was like, okay, what's going on? Who's doing this? It was like, it was after it zipped out and we didn't see it anymore that I went, holy shit. That was, uh, that was, that was not of this world. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah. you know, I was like, yeah. yeah. What a realization. But, that's not, yeah. Well, wow. Well, I appreciate you telling that to be, to be honest with you. No, that's awesome. Um, wow. Okay. Glad I, glad I transitioned to Carter that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love about podcasts, Gary. Honestly, this is what I love about the openness, the energy, right? There's no pressure. We can just be relaxed and these cool things come out. Yeah. Honestly, that's what's yeah. cool about it. Um, all right. So, so you're playing these, uh, these gigs um, for, you know, all these, uh, you know, you did the hundred dates, right. Or, or so yeah. uh, at the beginning, I guess I'm going back here. Um, and I, the, I read sort of, this is kind of how you got your record deal, right? Somebody, a, a record executive heard you at one of these. Uh, well, they, no, it was at, back at the white house. Uh, I got an oh invitation my. to come back and sing and it was CMA night at the white house. So you had Conway Twitty and Loretta, Tom T hall, uh oh charlie daniels God. all these guys oh, all playing man. for carter and then we go eat dinner and we come back in and then carter goes up and says um now i want y'all to hear my favorite singer and i'm going oh crap no and, he uh, didn't oh my oh yeah is, oh, wow. <laughs> so That's amazing. Yeah. so i go up and i sang a gatlin song gatlin was in the audience and i sang one of mine and then um you know, then I got back and then my phone was ringing and it, it, to make a long story short, I, you know, they, I got flown to Nashville. MCA was going to wanted me to be on their label. I cut four demos and then a guy named Jimmy Bowen came in and, um, and he said no new projects on MCA. So I kind of, it was blown off and I, I came back and went back to Colorado. I had a band called Breakaway. I came back and um, I finally said, I talked to uh, Harold Bradley and Brad, and he, he probably is one of the busiest guitar players in the history of Nashville. I mean, he has every, everybody from Elvis to the Everly brothers to, wow. to Simon Garfunkel. I mean, wow. he played on their records in Nashville. And he he produced that demo on me, and I called him up. I said, "Who do I need to see?" He said, "There's only one guy. His name's Norrell Wilson. And he, he's over at Warner Brothers. He's the only guy that'll understand you singing." Uh, I went over finally. I just called him up and said, "No, I didn't even call him. I just went down. I've been trying to get an appointment. I just went down and knocked on the door. And they were in an old house on Grand Street. And I walked in, and the receptionist said." Can I help you? I said, well, I'm here to see Nora. 
She said, do you have an appointment? I said, no. She said, well, he's busy. I said, I'll wait. And I went over and sat down. <laughs> and by then I had hair down to here and a big beard and I was wearing overalls and, and, um, and work boots. And I think she was probably scared to death. And uh, <laughs> about two o'clock in the afternoon, Noro comes out and says, do you want to see me? And I said, are you Noro? He said, yeah. <laughs> and I stood up and he said, do I know you? And I said, I don't think so. He said, did you sing at the White House? And I said, yeah, I did. And he put his arm around me. He said, come on in here. And I walked in there and I played four songs on cassettes that I'd written. He called LA and that's, that conversation went like this. Um, Andrew Wickham, the head of Warner Brothers Country. He said, Andy, I've got a guy I want to sign. No, no, no. I want to sign him today. I don't want anyone else to hear him. Then he turned to me and says, you have an attorney? And I go, he says, yeah, he's got one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. And hung up and said, all right, you are on Warner Brothers. Just like that. And, uh, you know, I signed with Warner Brothers Music Publishing, did a co-publishing deal, and then, you know, got a little advance. And um, Oh, my gosh. First two singles were from the demo session that I did. And then after that, it was, um, you know, all top 10. And, and oh, you better. got number ones. You got all kinds of Gary. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. Yeah. So. Like, yeah. Great career. You know, great career. Amazing tunes, amazing songs, you know. Yeah. Thanks. I've been listening to your stuff, honestly, for like a couple of weeks now, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I really, I have, you know, Alexa yeah. is, is, is recognized, you know, she probably yeah. tell, tell you how many times I've requested your, your music. Uh, <laughs> I keep listening to it. It's great. I mean, love it, man. It's, it's really well, great thanks. stuff. And I, I'm curious about your songwriting, you know, how that, how, how that works for you. Um, do you always play like, so, you know, sing songs you write or are you, you're, you're happy to sing other songs, right? Like, does it matter to you? Uh, now I'm always looking for a great song. Um, and my, ironically, my first number one was a song I wrote. My second number one was a song I wrote, but I didn't write Wind Beneath My Wings and it won Song of the Year. Now it didn't go to number one because of the politics and country music, but it died at three or four. And then another song from that same album called The Love She Found in Me, I did not write. Yeah. They were both in the top five for song of the year and I thought they'd cancel each other out, but win one. And um, so, no, I owned a publishing company. We published I Love the Way You Love Me, which was song of the year for John Michael Montgomery. And, yeah. and uh, so I've been, always been a song person, but if I heard something, it, 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 I predicated it this way man, I wished I would have written that. Then I that's one I want to record because it yeah. did something to me. And uh, yeah. wow. so, and now like the last couple of records, I mean, I had, I had 20, I think something like that, top tens in a, in a row and five number ones when I went to do Les Mis. Yeah. And, and when I got back, never another song got played on radio. It was officially, we're not going to play him. He's not one of us. And uh, I did three records after that. One on Warner's, one on MCA Universal for Bowen, and he took me over to Capitol. And uh, there, were, there were songs that should have 
I mean, could have been played, but it, it was officially, um, you know, not um, like if it blacklisted been, of source. Is that is that? Uh, of course, yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Wow. Well, I found out later. You know, it, it, it absolutely was Warner Brothers saying he's not doing country music. If if he ever does country music again, it'll be on Warner's and. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it's kind of a shitty thing to do, but what the heck, you know, I started a TV series called the North American Sportsman because I'm an outdoor guy and we, we ended up being the number one uh, outdoor programming on TNN back at that day. And, and I'm revisiting that. I mean, I took Troy Aikman and, and, and Novacek to Argentina and took a bunch of guys hunting red stag and fishing oh, all wow. over the world. Wow. So it was a nice little side venture for about five years. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. How, so, how do people, uh, I, I'm curious about this. Um, when, when somebody wants to do your song, right? So you uh -huh. had Win, Win Beneath My Wings. So Bette Midler right. sings that. The, the, do you, are you involved with that anyway? Or they just, you get money no. from that? I mean, I don't even know how that works really. Well, I, I didn't write Win Beneath My Wings. Yeah. If yeah. I'd, if I'd have written it, then Every time it was sung by me or her or anybody else, the 300 people that have recorded it, I'd be paid something. <laughs> and for every every sale of it, and every time it's played on in the movie, I mean, there's yeah. all it's all licensing. But the artist doesn't get paid for that. It's the writer. So okay. Uh, okay. The, the artist gets paid when he sells a record, uh, or when he sells a ticket, gotcha. you know, and, and now, now that world is so diffused because of, of digital technology. I mean, yeah. who, who are you going to, who are you going to audit Apple? Yeah. I want to audit Apple. I, I want to audit you. <laughs> I think I have three plays on one of your, yeah, it's, it's way different back, back in the, back in the day, Patrick, you, we did, we played live so people would go buy our records. Correct. Now we hope we get streamed or they they buy us on Amazon or whatever so we can go out and play. I mean, back in the back in before you were born, the Eagles, you could go see them for for top dollar, a hundred dollars, probably closer to fifty or seventy-five. Now it's fifteen hundred dollars. You know, um, I mean, that's what's changed. Wow. Holy so cow. now they now they hope they get streamed so they can go work. Yeah. So. Wow. That's what a different right. What a change. Of, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, the way you, you know, the way you got signed and you're think that's probably not happening nowadays. Right. I no, mean, it's not. It's not only is it not happening. If you're going to if you're a new artist and you want to be on a on a major label or on a big label, you got to come with some money. They're, they're going to ask you, they're going to ask you for, first of all, they're going to take a percentage of everything. They're going to take a percentage of your t-shirts, of your caps, of your photos. They're going to own your likeness and uh, for the length of the term of the contract, and you're going to yeah. have to pay some money. It's a whole different world. And uh, record labels are the world's most expensive bank. Okay. They're available. <laughs> yeah. But, totally. but, uh, but you know, payback's a bitch. 
I mean, I've heard that right from artists um, on their first album, like studio time, all this stuff they got to pay back, you know, marketing, what, whatever. Yeah, everything. And it's uh, can put you in the hole, you know, completely. Um, you know, I guess it's it's not what people think it is. You know, that that's, you know, it's just not what Patrick, most mo most most artists end up with nothing. I mean, oh, so you know, sad. you because you you uh, you uh, you develop a lifestyle or you think you have, and uh, and suddenly you're not the um, hot tamale, and, and uh, you know, talent buyers look at who's on top of the charts, which makes no difference anymore. Um, and people go, go, wow, I have two buses and a whole bunch of sound and light gear and a, an accountant and a business manager and a personal manager and a blah, 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 and whoa. Where did it all go? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, Absolutely. it's kind of the way it works. Just, but knowing, knowing that going in, you know, I bought you, land on Lake Travis. Yeah, totally. Well, you're an artist, right? Like nobody, it's, even if I think if an artist even finds that out, they still don't care. They don't, it's like, I gotta, I want to be on stage. I want to do it. You know, that was my dream. Yeah. So no matter yeah. what, I'm going to get into this, you know? Right. It's right. Like, yeah tough uh, they're hanging dreams out in front of people right with like a sign your soul away contract it's like it's eesh, it's tough um yeah sure. uh, i mean you know it's as misleading as uh being a number one draft pick in the in uh, the nfl you know sure. and getting a big signing bonus and people hear wow we got a 10 million dollar signing bonus well they don't realize is half of that just went to taxes yeah, and that and that that whatever they get, the team is responsible, the management, the ownership is responsible for holding out taxes. So, so you don't. So that ten million dollars ends up being two million dollars, and you just bought a ten million dollar house thinking that you had that. Yeah. I mean, it happens across the board in in professional sports and music, and and there are a few people that make it so big that it doesn't matter. Taylor Swift, I mean, she wants to buy. Nashville, she probably can write a check for it. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, absolutely. But, yeah, so I got no complaints. Yeah, no, right on. I mean, it sounds like you handled everything, you know, uh, great, you know, along the way, and made good investments, and um, you know, bought a few houses and gave them to yeah. a few wives. You did all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to kind of laugh about it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, yeah. that's something I've learned as I get older, for sure. Uh, I'm only four. <laughs> I'm only 41, but uh, uh, definitely, you, um, you know, oh, for sure. Um, but, you know, you got to laugh at stuff. You got to, yeah. you know, life is life is life. You know, it yeah. is what it is. How's uh, COVID been for you um, during the pandemic lockdown? How's that all uh, been? Well, you? you know, I got a, my I got my place in, in Colorado and it's 31 miles from a town. I got a mile of river and uh holy cow you got a mile of river on your land yeah and wow. so i just pretty much stayed home you know awesome. i mean I, uh, I, I, first date that i've done in over a year was like last week and it was down in um right outside of houston yeah and i'm coming back i'm playing i think arlington music hall 
in August or something like that. No, yeah. I don't know. I'm not even looking at my calendar, but <laughs> I'm just, it's just kind of slowly going back in, but sure. everything for 2020 was canceled and moved. And that's fine with me. Sure. I've got, Absolutely. If, if I had to work, I'd be in big trouble at that yeah. time. How, how was it playing that first show? You know, after so after I, I tell you, the second song I came off afterwards, I had some friends there. I said, during the second song I sang that night, it's like I had this chill come all the way through my whole body. And I, it was like going out the top of my head. I went, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is wow. my was my calling. And it just it was really uh, illuminating to me. And I told people, I said, Man, I don't even know what I sang. I don't remember what it was, but it was just like this feeling like breathing life back into me. Wow. I, I, so, I, you know, I, I, I love what I do and, uh, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm good at what I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. No, that's amazing. Wow. What a great, um, has it been a long time since you've played live and had a feeling like that? I don't remember having one like that because I've, I've played, I mean, basically, since my sophomore year in college, I played professionally. So that's over Every 50 year. years. So I, that, I've never wow. had a job. I've never had a job. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, so, wow, that's crazy. So that year of COVID, was that, so that's the longest you've gone without playing in 50 years. Absolutely. Holy shit. That's, since 19, that's, I started playing professionally in 1969. Wow. And and I have played professionally year in and year out since 1969 yeah. until the year 2020. Crazy. So, I mean, I've heard that from a few artists, um, not that long. Like, I think the longest I'd heard before was like 20 something years. But wow, that's a I mean, holy that reminds me of BJ Thomas. I think he may have given me a year like that. Like he's been yeah. playing so long and hadn't and hadn't not played this long you know since yeah. that time i mean that's just crazy wow yeah. and to come back play a show you know i have this unique feeling while you're playing it uh, that's almost seems not to say that that's worth it but that's kind of crazy wow that's well crazy. you know it, i, I would have rather worked all year but sure but the the yeah. whole idea about it was really like it, it was just confirming that that's how good it, how, how important it is to me, even I'm 72, but even at 72, that it's important to me to go out and maybe be relevant. Still, I'm, I can still sing. It's not like I'm struggling to go work. And if that happens, then I won't go. Yeah. So, and I've done the last record I did, I did a record, I guess it's a year old or maybe it's a year and a half old. I'm, got new material to record but um you know all the songs but one on that record i wrote and the one before that i wrote all the songs on so you know it's still it's still what i do that's awesome wow that's amazing um well look you got your guitar gary i, I don't want to you know put any pressure on you but if you'd be down to play a song or something that would be oh yeah this is uh, my favorite cut on the current record. When the wind drifts down the hollow and the sun grows. 
creeps through the oaks. Quiet turns to chatter. I'm the guest, not the host. A crow calls in the morning. My decoy set in place. Number fives are waiting. My heart begins to race. A pitch down, then a gobble. Other than a strut. A decoy does its magic. A single shot's enough. I'm in church. Don't need someone to join me, but someone to anoint me. The quiet in the chaos is reason to be here. Church, and this you can't deny me. It's holy, real inside me. No brick, no mortar here. Just God and guest, I'm clear. I'm in church. Springtime turns to summer, and the waters start to warm. With the timing of a drummer, the flies begin swarm choose a fly a worm or other the bait is not the game it's a meal a sport my lover and i'll always take the blame i'm in church this you can't deny me it's holy real inside me, no brick, no mortar here. Just God and guest, I'm clear, I'm in church. Fall grabs me by the collar, these mountains make me smaller. Mines and aspen blind me, elk above and deer behind me. All these moments still unwind me. December chills me to the bone. Ducks and geese heading home. Heading south. Now I'm waiting over quick that I'm hating, but soon it starts all again. Hallelujah, I can say amen. I'm church.
I was muted for that. I muted myself so I wouldn't interrupt. Um, my God, Gary. My, you like that? Yeah. Oh my God. I, I'm, I'm so lucky on this podcast, man. Like I get to just hear the most amazing things. Like, yes, Gary, you have such a great voice. Really. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, it's, um, I'm curious, like when was, do you remember when you, you know, knew you had a voice to sing? I mean, I know you said you were writing songs or younger, but I'm sure that was just playing around. Like, was there ever a moment you thought, yeah, I got a voice, <laughs> you know? You know, I don't know when that was because I sang my first solo in church. I was four. Oh, wow. And, uh, but what I didn't know, Patrick, is that people made a living doing music. I mean, yeah. that was just so distant uh, as a thought process for me. When I started playing professionally in Colorado, I knew that what the three of us did was special, but yeah. I didn't know exactly what it was. All three guys really could sing, and that we, yeah. we were three different kind of personality types. But and one's an architect, the other is uh, uh, a dentist, and I'm an unemployed singer songwriter. So <laughs> they made something out of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. I bet they're like, damn, we should have stuck with Gary. That's, I'm sure that's what they were thinking. Damn, we should have stuck with Gary. Uh, well, uh, it worked out. No, for sure. Wow, that's amazing. Gosh. Wow, Gary. That's amazing. Well, I'm blown away, man. I'm still thinking about that song. I'm, I'm still thinking about that song. Such a good tune. Check, any, out, any... check out the whole record. It's the yeah. record Sense of Pride. Okay, sense of pride. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Tell us your um, tell everyone listening. Obviously, uh, like your where to get all your you know your, your website that sort of stuff, yeah. social media. You know uh, how you yeah. want people to connect with you. They go to my website, uh, just GaryMorris.com, and uh, everything. All my records are up on it. Uh, the last record is called a sense of pride. The one before that is called Single Man, and they're there's probably, you know, I had, I don't know how many records I've got, maybe 10 that people, unless they've gone to the website or are diehard fans wouldn't know. There's two gospel albums and there's, there's a concert in Moscow that I did. And there's another concert that was done live. And so there's live records, but they're all available on uh, Gary Mar at GaryMorris.com. And I'm about to have uh a TV channel. Um, and, you know, I'll have to call you back and tell you all about it when it's all set. Yes, please. But uh, yeah, it's, um, I've got, I, I, I hosted and produced a TV series after, after radio wouldn't play me called the North American sportsman. And I uh, did five years of uh, all over the world. Like, um, like I took Troy, Troy and Novacek down to South America. Wilford Bramley, I took to, to uh, Africa. Oh, wow. I, I just hunted, yeah, hunted wow. and fished all over the world. Every place with another celebrity. I always had another celebrity. And uh, it ran on TNN. I'm bringing it back. I'm doing some uh, um, some wraparounds. Yes. And um, I got like 60 episodes. I shot a buffalo off horseback with a bow I made which what? you know yeah oh some people would, last some of the mohicans would. over here <laughs> uh, oh my gosh gary that's like that's crazy wow yeah, that's it was, that 
was like recently. Well, it was. It's now been twenty years ago. Whenever oh, okay. I first did it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Uh, oh, I see. I see. Okay. I thought you meant for the new thing you're doing. You had already done that. I was like, oh my god, Gary's like Jesus. Well, Either way, I that's would. still crazy. Yeah, you would. That's. <laughs> Hey, yeah, maybe I, that's something you do again. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna revisit that scene and do it again. I'm gonna make I a bow. I think so, again. but this, but this time I made the bow, but this time I'm gonna, uh, i I'm gonna wear, I'm gonna get a saddle because I went bareback the first time and I didn't. Oh my bow the god! Horse. So oh, wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's no joke, right? Uh, I've ridden horses yeah. a few times. I think I've gotten on one bareback at my aunt's house one time. Yeah. You know, just just walking around, really. Right. Yeah. It wasn't anything uh, crazy. Just held on to the main. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that you know, I was sort of a kid um, at that time. Yeah. Um, wow. That's yeah. crazy. What's your favorite it's, thing? to? Or what's your favorite um, catch you've had or kill or however you want to describe it? Well, I'm, I'm a bow hunter. Everything that I hunted on my TV show, I shot with a long bow, which is oh, wow. a stick and a string. So yeah. I've pretty much done everything on the North American continent, except for the big bear. I did black bear, but, uh, and then, um, you know, I, from a fishing standpoint, everything was fly fishing. And so everything from shark, in the Pacific to uh, the biggest trout you can imagine all over in, in Africa and all of, you know, that's part of what I did after, after Warner brothers decided that I wasn't country. So I went, yeah. had some fun doing that. <laughs> no, I think it's great. You're bringing it back. I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Gary, for telling us that. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. yeah please. When that happens again, we'd love to have you back on and, and talk more about that for sure. That would be awesome. Cool. Be we'll do it. We'll yeah, do it. that's awesome. Well, Gary, this has been, I can't tell you how fantastic this conversation has been. I, I really, <laughs> it's been awesome, man. I, I got to tell you that it's, it's, uh, this has been so I much fun. I just jabbered talking to you. on, man. I'm sorry if I, uh, if I what? got a little bit wordy there. No, that's what you do on a podcast. Wordy is like the thing you do, you know. All right, like, good. Are you kidding me? It was great. Uh, no, this is a great episode, man. This is going to be a phenomenal episode. I'm re I'm really excited for our listeners uh, to to listen to this and watch this, man. Cool, cool, man. Yeah, super enjoyed it. Can't tell. All you right, that. I enjoyed it too. Well, listen, my best to you and your family. Please uh, stay safe out there and good luck with the, you know, get back on tour and all that stuff. Uh, my best to you, all man. Right. I really, really do appreciate right. it. When I get to Texas, you need to come see me. I will. Hands down. Please. You guys let me know. And, and I'm there. 100%. Okay, good all to right, see brother. You, you too, Gary. Bye -bye. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. <laughs>